welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Welcome to the Women's Roundtable, powered by the Think Factory, where we learn how women think big and grow their business. My name is Kara Fialkoff. I'm counsel with Outside General Counsel Solutions, and I'm the host of today's episode. I'm excited to have Susan Kleiner with me today, who is not only a partner at Outside General Counsel Solutions, but also a mentor to me. Um, and she'll be here today speaking on the power of mentorship. Um, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm lucky enough to call her a mentor and a friend, and I've learned so much from her in the time we've worked together, and I'm glad to share her insight. So Susan, thank you so much for providing uh, time to speak with me today and with the Women's Roundtable. Thanks for having me. So before I get into some questions specifically on mentorship, I would love to get some background from you and as to how you got here um, to where you are today. Well, uh, I started off my career, like so many others, with a judicial clerkship. I was really fortunate to clerk for Chief Justice Willens of the New Jersey Supreme Court. After that, I went to two big firms. Um, where I started my career and really had the opportunity to work with some great people. After 9-11, I actually went in-house to my family's pharmaceutical and chemical company where I was general counsel and manager of HR. But that was really because uh, my brother who was running the company was activated in the U.S. Army and we thought that it would be helpful for me to go in-house at the time. That opportunity was really terrific. Um, I did that for about four years, and, and I actually had my kids during that time period. After that, I went ahead and went back to uh, one of the big law firms that I was working at, and I was there for a couple of years until I decided that, you know, I kind of wanted to change everything, and I, I worked as a solo, a solo law firm that I did for about 10 years. Um, and then I joined another small firm for a little bit of time. And then I've been with outside general counsel for three years. So I feel like I've had a really um, great background, which is, you know, because I've worked at big firms and small firms and specialized firms like our own. And I also had the opportunity to work in-house. So that's my background. And I feel like within kind of all those different areas from judicial clerkship to big law, you've seen the range, but you've probably also seen how mentorship comes into play at all those different levels. So what do you think is the value of mentorship, especially for women, um, whether in law or kind of in business, since you've had that kind of business experience as well? Well, I mean, I think that mentorship itself is really valuable. And I think it's even more valuable for women. Now, I'll say for myself, you know, I don't come from a family with other attorneys. Um, and so for me, I've really had to seek out my mentors. Um, I think that mentorship is really valuable and is helpful for not just the mentor, but also, I mean, not just the mentee, but also the mentor. And for the mentee side of things, I think that mentors really serve as a sounding board and they encourage new ways of thinking and challenge uh, the mentee's assumptions. And maybe, you know, at certain times, depending on the relationship, you know, they can even like shepherd the mentee along learning new skills. Uh, I think for me, one of the most valuable things about mentorship early on was helping me shake my own imposter syndrome. 
And I think that imposter syndrome, you know, happens to all young professionals, but I would say it's especially prevalent among uh, young professional women. And I think that for me, um, having mentors that I could share with about where I was at and what I was feeling, like it was really helpful with imposter syndrome because people would say, hey, you know, you're not alone. I've felt that way too. And I feel like these issues are really prevalent for women professionals. Um, and mentorship is especially valuable as uh, so many of us navigate issues of family and moving up the corporate ladder. Um, it's so important to have somebody to share with. I think a mentor is a cheerleader and a mentor can also provide a kick in the butt. Um, but for me, right, in, in, in being a mentor, it has been really valuable for me because I've had this opportunity to share my, for lack of a better term, my experience, strength, and hope. Um, and that opportunity has actually brought clarity for me in my own life. Uh, it also feels really good to try to help someone um, with their career and say, look, don't make the mistakes I've made. Uh, and I think that serving as a mentor for other people has been really rewarding and I'm always learning something new. I was going to say, I know we've had a lot of conversations about imposter syndrome and I know there's, I've had outside of kind of our relationship, I've had it with others who are uh, females in business and it just is so prevalent. So that mentor can really be a sounding board to kind of provide reassurance that we're not all faking it. Um, we have credentials and credibility. It's been said that there are three key aspects of mentorship, clarity, communication, and commitment. Do you think these are the key, like the three really key aspects? Are there any other tools or kind of things that a mentor, mentee should keep in mind when they're trying to build that relationship and kind to kind of develop themselves? Yeah, so I thought that this was interesting, you know, that thinking about, you know, clarity and communication and commitment. And it almost talks to me that almost sounds more like we're talking about a more formal mentor mentee role. Right. I, and I don't know that. And there are formal mentorship programs. Uh, and I think that these three key things would be really important then, obviously, like, you know, to, to try and be clear, to try and communicate and, you know, to commit the time and resources necessary for an effective relationship. But what I I think that, you know, probably the other tool that is really important or two things would be a sense of humor, right? Like you have to be able to laugh at yourself and to share stories um, and, you know, to be able to laugh sometimes at what's going on. And then the other thing that I think that has been for me, like what, what I try to do in those relationships is I have to have an ability to be vulnerable um, and share my own experiences and really share from the heart, like just be real about what's going on and what I've been through and kind of share from that standpoint. Now, do you have or did you have in the course of your career uh, a woman leader as a mentor or there are specific women who have inspired you to kind of serve as a mentor to others um, over the course of your career? Uh, so I don't think that I've had any one mentor, although it sounds nice. And I think that, um, like I said, I don't, I don't have any other attorneys in my family. So there wasn't, you know, a family member or somebody that I could call up and say, Hey, what do you think about that? 
earlier in my career when I was at big law, I would say that, you know, my mentors were really more senior associates who helped me navigate through difficult situations and they would help me, you know, figure out uh, communications and conversations. And I think probably the biggest thing that they helped me with at that point in time was establishing boundaries and how to be firm with my boundaries, you know, when I was working god awful hours. Um, but when I think the most about uh, mentorship for myself, I really found it um, invaluable when I made the decision to go solo and navigating as a solo attorney. And I had several women who were on my path at that time and who were cheerleaders and they would uh, share with me how to develop business. Sometimes they would bring me clients and they acted as sounding boards. But probably um, the best source of mentorship I have found uh, from that point forward was the New Jersey Women's Lawyers Association. They have been, in, the, the, the people from that organization have been so inspiring and helpful. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've picked up the phone and said, hey, do you know about this? And somebody will say, no, but you should call so-and-so. And I would call somebody and maybe I wouldn't even really know them very well. And they would you know, act as a sounding board, uh, make time to talk with me about my case or, you know, what I had going on. Um, it it was incredible. In addition to that, I found mentors um, in the solo and small law firm community. And I would not just limit that to women mentors. I would say women and men um, were incredibly helpful to me and would share with me uh, sometimes they would share forms with me or ideas about what to do in my cases. And I found that to be particularly surprising because in theory, right, with the solo small firms, like we were in competition with each other. And that just was not the case at all. Um, so I feel like, especially when I went on my own and I made that big leap, people were incredibly giving of their time um, and mentorship. And I will always be grateful. Yeah, and I know kind of even in our kind of relationship that you've mentioned, New Jersey Women Lawyers, and I've kind of taken advantage of that so I can also vouch for the kind of welcoming nature and mentorship within that community. But kind of going into the law aspect of it, do you feel as if there's been any gender-based barriers or roadblocks in your career? I know um, a lot of times we talk about kind of developing families can be a roadblock or a hindrance on your career, so I just want Love to hear kind of your take on that. Yeah, that's like, that's kind of a loaded question, right? Um, yeah, there's been plenty of barriers in my career. Um, I, I do think that some of this has gotten a little bit better um, all around. I think that firms and corporations are more focused on wellness and employee wellness. And, you know, some practices I think are more family friendly uh, and employers in general are understanding that, you know, employees aren't just robots. But, you know, if you, you just have to take a look at the statistics and women leave the law. Um, so just looking at that, it, it is clear that gender barriers are alive and well. And, uh, and women face issues with work-life balance, unconscious bias, and pay gap. And I will say for sure that I have encountered roadblocks in all of those areas, and I'm happy to share war stories with you, but I think I'd rather do that offline. 
Now, we've talked about imposter syndrome, and I know I've dealt with that in my own career, but how have you built confidence and resiliency over kind of your career and how jumping from kind of judiciary to big law to now kind of specialized practice of OGC? I think that for some of this, like some of the confidence, it it just, it takes time, right? Like it takes time and experience. So you have to kind of fake it until you make it. Uh, For the resilience part of it, I would say, um, you know, that that's an interesting question. And I would say as, as far as resilience goes, it's really about getting help if you need help and asking for help. I think also it's taking things one day at a time and, you know, just keep getting back and taking the next step. Um, I think the other thing that has really helped me in terms of resiliency is finding things other than my career um, that bring me joy, right? Like, I think that that's helped with my resiliency. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that, like, I I don't really have a choice, right? Like, I I have to keep getting back up um, because, you know, I'm a provider uh, and I, you know, it just is what it is. So that's how I'd answer that one. And I feel like a lot of women have that kind of feeling of, you know, having to provide or ha- being whether they're single moms or kind of on their own, they they feel that kind of pressure. So kind of that may be what pushes them uh, every day to be stronger and better. So I appreciate your feedback on that. Now, what's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self looking back on your experiences thus far? It's funny because um, I think that the one thing that I would say probably is to be kinder to myself, right? There are times that it feels like, you know, we get these messages as women that like you can have it all, you know, like you can be the best at this and that and the other thing. And, you know, some days it just doesn't feel like that. You know, some days I am not the best uh you know, in in any one area of my life. Like some days it feels like I'm just getting by. And I think that everyone feels like that. So I think that the best advice that I would have is to be kinder to myself. Like, you know, give myself a break, you know, take naps, you know, like, like uh, just be kind, you know, because we're all just doing the best we can. And, you know, beating myself up, you know, and and thinking that, you know, like they say, comparison is the thief of joy. And that is 100% true, right? So even the people that look like they have it all and they have it all together, they don't. Um, So just be kind. I was going to say, I think that goes back to the vulnerability aspect of mentorship, where sometimes you just have to be vulnerable and say, I may look and appear like as if I have it all, but you don't, it's a lot harder to kind of maintain this look of having it all. And like, sometimes you need to kind of take that break or do you need to kind of, if you're working, the laundry doesn't get done at home or things kind of fall. Um, but to have kindness towards yourself that, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the time. hundred percent. And like, that also goes back to asking for help, right? Like when my kids were younger, there was one year that, um, I hired someone to help me drive my kids around. Uh, and, she also, um, you know, would help me with my laundry and it was like fantastic. I felt so supported and it was great. So, I mean, if you have the means to get help like that, that's really helpful too. Now, at the Think Factory, we ask one question kind of everyone we talk to um, and we've kind of 
continue that with as part of the women's roundtable. But what keeps you up at night? Well, I mean, on a, on a personal note, I mean, I have two young adult children. You know, one is heading off to college and one is going to be a college junior. Um, I think what keeps me up at night at times is, you know, thinking about them. And, you know, I also have the role of, you know, being, I think they call it the sandwich generation. It's a little different now because my kids aren't as young, but, you know, worrying about, you know, elderly parents and family issues uh, while at the same time worrying about my kids. So, um, you know, that keeps me up at night more now than it than anything else, I would say, is family. Which I think just probably shows the changing dynamics as you advance in your career. I'm sure if I asked you that 15 years ago, you probably would have said some case or some aspect of business. So I think it just kind of shows how over time, what keeps you up at night can change and just develop. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, and also you're catching me at a time where I, where this is particularly poignant as I'm, you know, packing up my younger child to go to school. So it's at the forefront of my mind. Um, I mean, I think that there are obviously other things. I don't know that they keep me up at night, but, you know, it's about, you know, how do I live, you know, the best life possible? How do I how do I leave an imprint, you know, on people? How am I, you know, the best attorney? You know, how do I express myself with my family and friends? I mean, kind of all of it together. I mean, it's just always this crazy balance that we try to do one day to the next. Um, I will say that over time, one thing is is 100% clear, and, and I think that this is different than when I was a younger professional, is that, you know, everything ultimately ends up working out. Like, I do have this, you know, huge understanding and faith, you know, that everything is going to be okay. So I'm grateful for that. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, do you have any final thoughts to share with listeners about the value of mentorship or maybe how they can find a mentor within their um, community? Yeah, I do. I would say uh, it, it's really important for anyone to to find your support system, find your cheerleaders, find the people who will also kick you in the butt and make time for those relationships. Um, I mean, ultimately, it will serve you and the people around you well. Well, thank you again. And be sure to check out other Women's Roundtable podcasts so you can learn how women think big and grow their business. Thank you, Susan. Thanks, Kara.